ladies and gents, welcome to the uh, Jarf. I've called myself Jarf, like just a rugby fan. As it turns out, we're starting off cold on this podcast, aren't we? We're starting off cold. There's no music. Um, there's no fantasticness. There's no uh, all singing, all dancing. It's literally just me um, chatting shit. Um, so let's get to chatting more shit. I've got my coffee. I don't know if anyone else has. Um, I've got one, so that's all good. Um, if you, so, I'm currently on three different areas. I, if you're watching this right now on YouTube, then you have missed me on Twitch. If you are listening to me on podcasts, you have missed me on Twitch and YouTube. And if you're watching me on Twitch, then you are missing me on YouTube and the podcast version. But either way, I'm going to say the same stuff. I'm just recording myself in a different way. So that was utter pointless. Um, so let's start again, shall we? Hi, welcome to Jarf, just a rugby fan podcast slash whatever I am streaming. I don't know what you want to call me. You can call me anything you want, um, as long as it's nice and and pleasant. I don't, I don't, I don't like negativity. Let's be honest here. Also, I'm egotistical, so I, I, I can't deal with negativity. I'm gonna drink my coffee now, just for those that are listening and not watching. Yeah, so, um. Like I say, I'm on three areas. So I've got a Twitch account called Just a Rugby Fan. I've got a um, YouTube that I'm going to call Just a Rugby Fan. I haven't actually said it all yet. I should really say this all, to be honest. I've got a YouTube called Just a Rugby Fan. I also have a podcast on Spotify and so on and so forth uh, called Just a Rugby Fan. However, you are listening, watching me, thank you. Thank you for joining in. Um, Find me on Instagram at Just a Rugby Fan. You could also probably find me on Twitter at some point soon called Just a Rugby Fan. I'm going to be putting out this podcast wherever I bloody can do. Um, I'm going to be chatting to you. Basically, I have ideas. I have my phone here as well just to keep myself um, properly posted. Um, and I just want to share that with you, okay? Uh, so let's get into the rugby. Like, let's face it, that's why you're here. You're here for the rugby. So let's get actually get into the rugby, shall we? So, number one, first and foremost, I am just a rugby fan. I'm not a professional, I'm not an expert, and I don't pretend to be, I'm not going to pretend to be. If I get something wrong, I get something wrong. That's life. We get stuff wrong. Um, if you are watching me, please forgive the haircut here. Also, my headset comes over my hair here, so I just have like this fringy, crappy bit here. Uh, we are currently going through the third... Why have I put it over that side? I want to put it over that side. Oh, shit. Um... So we we are currently going through uh the third lockdown in the UK in um in England especially. Rugby's taken a massive hit and sport as a whole has taken a massive hit. Um but there's so much going on right now. So we still have professional rugby that is flying high. Um and credit to them. Credit to them for going. Uh you know, it's not it, it can't be easy having to train and everything like that with packed stadiums. Um, and then all of a sudden they come back into it. So let's get you a bit of a backstory. So I'm I'm going to be talking today about England's Six Nations campaign in 2021. And um, let's face it, they haven't done great. Game one was against Scotland at Twickenham, uh, the home of English rugby. And Scotland, just the beaters, the beaters. We, we couldn't get out of our 22. And when we did, we didn't do much about it. We just sort of like... Um, we just sat there. We kicked it out of hand poorly. We just had a poor game, let's be honest here. Uh, and they beat us, fair and square. 
Um, even even with a yellow card. Uh, so we were against 14 men and still won. Uh, the second game against Italy, um, we won, as we would expect, because Italy are not a great rugby team at the moment, let's be honest here. Um, but we didn't do great. We didn't play fantastically, and that's not, that's just not on. As a, as a rugby fan, it's actually pretty poor. Okay. Um, but then, um, on to game three. Where we got <laughs> beat once again by arguably 16 players because Wales managed to get the referee on their side for the first two tries. I'm not going to go into that. It, it's been done. It's been done excessively as well. It's been talked about so much. I've talked about it so much with my friends um, and everything like that. Uh, and we are moving on to game four out of five against France, arguably the strongest team in this year's Six Nations. They have done fantastically well, and it all stems from that little magical guy, the scrum half, the number nine, uh, Antoine Dupont. All right, this guy, he creates something out of nothing. He is absolutely fantastic. Okay, but after Wales's defeat, we have to admit there was a massive, massive, um question against Eddie Jones. I mean, I'm on so many rugby support. I'll use air quotes. Guys that are listening, you can't hear it. But I'll use air quotes. And basically, like, how can we call ourselves rugby fans or England fans, England supporters? If we sat there saying, well, England is shit, England is shit. Yeah, we didn't play well. And we haven't played well, probably the whole campaign, let's be honest here. However, in that same breath, there is also the aspect of, well, there are other things going on. We, we can't really judge... Um, we can't really judge the players massively. Like I say, we, we used they're used to playing with 80,000 fans singing Swing Low Sweet Chariot, and we haven't even got that. We haven't got anything. We've got no one sat there. We've got no even cost. So to create an atmosphere inside the stadium where you've got nothing creating it for you has to be difficult. I don't know. I'm not a professional, so I don't know. Um, but it has to be difficult. So I don't think we should judge the team currently. Um, however, as England, we should be playing better than what we are. He says he shouldn't judge, and then he goes and judges it anyway. Like, that's such a hypocritical thing for me. <laughs> but, well, it happens. It happens, okay? We're British. We we judge, and we hypocritically judge as well. Let's be honest here. Okay? We have such a high expectation of our sports teams, and we just... We fuck it up. Let's face it. We really fuck it up. Um, But, yeah, so anyway, let's go away from that. Okay? So, can we judge them? No. Should Eddie Jones actually be sacked? If he loses against France, there's been massive call out to sack Eddie Jones, if he, especially if he loses against France. I think that's a difficult call to make. I mean, the guy, France, for starters, like I say, are looking the strongest team in this Six Nations campaign. So, to, uh, to turn around and say he needs sacking if he loses against France, 
to me is bollocks. I don't think that should happen. I think it should be a case of, no, he doesn't need sacking if he loses the game, fans. What he does need, though, is he needs some guidance. Okay, he needs a bit of a push in the right direction or a little bit of it little bit of a push from the board to say come on mate nah. because here's how I see it now if we've we've lost two out of the three games and we are not going to win this year's Six Nations that's a fact right so why did he stick to the same 28 players in the England camp why didn't he take some of the regulars out that haven't been playing as great people such as Billy Vunipola people such as Elliot Daly um, the, even Mario Itoje, Mako Vunipola, um, these guys, yes, they're good in the grand scheme of things, but they aren't getting masses of club game time. Um, part of the reason behind it is because they all play for Saracens and Saracens haven't been playing masses of games. And when they have been playing, England have been playing as well, so obviously these guys have been called up. Now, I get his love and, ad and adorness for these guys, like, They've worked their asses off. Fantastic. But we have a lot of players in the Premiership who are currently playing their little hearts out. And they are playing bloody well. Not to mention just a few. Sam Simmons, Dave Ribbons. Dave Ribbons has been called into the camp. And we've had the lineup announced. I've, like, if you look on Instagram or anything like that. Like, it's Friday the 12th currently. So, they're going to play tomorrow. So, I'm not, I'm not going to spoil anything for you. Okay. But honestly, they've had uh, the game announced. They've had the lineup announced, even the game announced. All right, and from what I could see, there was like two changes. One is that Johnny Hills come out of the second row and been replaced with Charlie Ould, and two is the fullback Elliot Daly has been replaced with Max Malins. But the two that have been replaced are just sat on the bench now. Now, he's got players like Adoglu and Alex Mitchell and David Ribbons in the camp. Uh, he did have Harry Randall, and he hasn't used any of them. Adoglu, Paolo Adoglu, has been ripping up the Premiership whilst playing for Wasps, and not once has he been used, even against Italy, right? Which, to me, is, is sort of... It's like sacrilege, basically, isn't it? It's just, like... Can you imagine being taken into a camp as a young player and then all of a sudden going, oh, yeah, you, you can sit here and train with everyone, but you can't play with them. Well, what's the fucking point in that? Um, so I, I get it, but I don't get it, you know? Um, but it's, it's just annoying. As a fan, and you see these things happening, and you see players like Sam Simmons, who is uh, completely on form number eight, where Vunipola is not doing masses, and everyone feels, that all the fans feel like Sam Simmons is so much better. He's got so much more to offer and all this lot. But he is only young. Um, you've got Zach Mercer, who's just signed a contract over to France. So he's not going to play for a couple of years, but hopefully that'll develop. But he's playing the best rugby of his life. And he hasn't, I heard on a podcast, on another podcast, um, earlier in the week, that he hasn't even talked to Eddie since 2018, which it, to me is crazy. It's crazy. Um... Then on top of that, we've got the youngster, Marcus Smith. Now, this guy, he's a number 10, the fly off for Quinns, if you didn't know. If you didn't know, you've been living under a rock and not actually been watching rugby. Um, so supposedly he did. Okay, so let's go with he did. 
So you knew that Marcus Smith was the 10th Quinns. You knew that he's been playing absolutely extortionately well, which is fantastic, right? The guy has been ripping it up. He's been destroying teams left, right and centre for Quinns. And they've been on a win streak. Um, they only just lost against Northampton Saints the other week. And this week, uh, and then they got a, a win after. And he's been doing wonders, you know. Um, there's a lot of people, though, almost asking for a complete overhaul of the team. I mean, they, they had players like Harry Randall, for example, who's been tearing over Bristol. And then got players like Marcus Smith, uh, Ollie Lawrence, all these players. Um, and you're asking for a brand new 9, 10, 11, uh, 9, 10, 12 sort of axes. And you can't do that in the game of rugby. Okay, so if you want to bring Marcus Smith in, bring Marcus Smith in. But don't put Harry Randall on in the same game. All right. Because around Marcus Smith being a new guy, you're going to need some continuity in your nine. And some continuity in your 12. So the guy just off of Marcus Smith and the guy giving to Marcus Smith, you need that continuity. You need that player there who's tested, who's tried, who's tested in the on the international stage against these teams. Okay. And Marcus Smith, although he was um, back in the younger England, he isn't currently in this. Okay. So I guess what I'm trying to say is, yes, we have some players who are uh, fighting on form. They're doing incredibly well, blah, blah, blah. However, we can't have them all at the same time. So I understand why he's gone with the same old big group of players that we all like, all adore and all trust. And it happened in 2019. He had those players and they all worked really well for uh, leading up to the final of the uh, Rugby World Cup. And then all of a sudden it sort of backfired in the final. Uh, against the Springboks, who are a great side again. So, I understand why he hasn't gone for a complete overhaul and has just brought in a couple, two, three new players. I get it. But, are they the right players that people are wanting to see? Because the informed players right now, Marcus Smith and Sam Simmons, those are two players that I would definitely bring into the team. Taking out Billy Vunipola, okay, I'm probably taking out Elliot Daly as well because we've got Max Malins there and we've got Anthony Watson who can sit there. Paolo Dogwu can always sit on the bench and, and cover that wing um, if need be. But I don't think fullback-wise, I don't think Elliot Daly is good enough currently. Um, a talk that I was having with one of my friends actually is, and he plays ice hockey for years and years and years, and he was saying like, maybe they're not match fit. Now, this was actually a really good point. And people are, people will sit there and look at me like, Chris, you crazy. Um, and I'm sad they're like, I don't think that is that crazy, to be honest with you. Because match fitness isn't always about the physicality aspect. It isn't always about, uh, can this player run for 80 minutes at a time and finish a whole game of rugby? Because the reality is, most rugby players probably can and we've seen that these guys like Elliot Daly, like Owen Farrell, like Billy Vanapola and Mako Vanapola, who aren't getting regular, regular, regular club time at the minute, they are still fit enough to complete the 80 minutes, all right? So the physical aspect of it, 
is all right. It's the mental aspect that I that I'm questioning. So players like Mario Ochoa, normally he's so reliable. You can hit him and you can put him on the uh, on the field constantly, and he will constantly cause havoc wherever he is. And he was trying to do the same thing against Wales, and he was penalised in incredibly large amount um, but he was just stepping over that line now if you're getting penalised stepping over the line, why not drop back 5% why not just step back a little bit go, hold on a minute, if I'm getting picked up on these little things I'm going to need to relax a little bit I'm going to need to sort of chill out hold back slightly just so we don't get penalised, there were little things, little schoolboy errors in the Welsh game and I feel like they could have been advert averted averted adverted no they could have been averted averted it doesn't sound right i think i'm right they could have been skipped they could have not been happened they could have no it's not right god my english is bad <laughs> so they could have not happened um and i think it's all down to the fact that these players aren't playing regular club games they aren't competitively playing regularly so, are they match fit, is my question. Like, physically, yes, definitely. Mentally, are they pushing themselves a little too hard because they know that they haven't played club time? That's, this is a big question that no one can really answer apart from the players, to be honest with you. And I don't even think they'd ad- like to admit that mm, maybe we are. Um, maybe, they're, maybe they're not, maybe they're just... They're just having a bad stint. And it happens. It happens in rugby. But does Eddie need to go? Back to the original question, actually. I, t- I spent 15 minutes now talking about shit that doesn't need to be talked about right now. And now I'm going back to my original question of does Eddie need to go? The reality is, I don't think he does. He has something like an 83... Last time I checked, he had an 83% win rate, okay, with England, which is one of the highest, um, absolutely massive. The only three teams that he doesn't have that win rate against is Scotland, New Zealand and South Africa, which apparently is like 50%. Um, I could be completely wrong. I could be right. But apparently it is. I've just read it somewhere. That's all I read. Okay. Uh, don't hate the messenger. Don't shoot me either. Please. Um, I'm going to have another drink of coffee. Coffee is like heaven in a cup. Okay. But anyway, back to back to my original point. Um, where was I? Oh yeah, so I don't think Eddie needs to go. I think kicking Eddie out would be stupid, to be honest with you. I think I don't see the point in kicking someone out just because that just because the team's had a few a few bad tries. Um, I see the point. Now, this is what I don't understand. So what I would have done in Eddie's situation right now is if you know that you're not going to win the Six Nations, try something else. All right. And this is what Eddie hasn't done. Eddie hasn't. By the looks of it, Eddie isn't trying something else. Because Adoglu still isn't there. Alex Mitchell and David Ribbons aren't there. Those are the new people, the young blood, the... um, the people that need experience um, because they're going to be the future, basically. If you're going to call them up now into the camp, maybe you should like, give it a go and call them up actually into the team um, and 
see what they can do for the last 20, 30 minutes of the game. Mac, I appreciate that what he's done is taken, he's taken away um, Elliot Daly, who had a really poor game against Wales. I'm not going to lie, I didn't like it. I don't like Daly, that, that's not my, that's not me hating on him. I just, I think he's a better winger than fullback. So, I appreciate, I don't like the way that he put, puts him at fullback. But, if that guy's had a really bad game and everything like that, um, give him a bit of rest. Let him switch off from that and let him recover from that bad game because mentally he's going to be sat there shooting himself in the foot, basically. Um, and give someone else a try. Like, we're not going to win, so why put the same uh, ingredients out? Okay? Try some new ingredients there. Even call some other people into the camp, like Marcus Smith and Sam Simmons. Like, the... I think England would go mental if Marcus Smith and Sam Simmons got called into the camp. They'd be like, yes, finally, Eddie's listened to us. And is he? Is he, though? I don't think he is. I think he's just seen the fact that these guys have form. Because he has. Like, these guys are definitely on form. Um, But then you've got all these players. And we're just putting out the same stuff every single week. So, now that we know that we're not going to win maybe try some new things i mean like i said i'm not an expert i'm not a professional i'm not even a coach um so i could come i could be completely wrong okay but that's just my personal opinion on it um but yeah let's but this this has been yeah that's what i'm saying that i'm gonna close it off at that i started off cold i'm finishing off cold that's how my podcast is going yeah yeah so on that note guys um thanks for listening slash watching episode one of the just a rugby fan podcast i need to talk about rugby a little bit more um let's hope that england get the win over france this weekend uh actually i don't know i don't know i don't know would i prefer england to get the win over france or france to win england so that Wales have a contender for winning the Six Nations because I'd love France to get the Grand Slam and Wales to not. I appreciate France more as a team than what I do Wales, but that's because there's rivalry in England and Wales. Like as a whole, I think, um, I think Wales don't deserve to win anything. That that's not just hatred for the team hatred for a country that is that's what that is that's pure hatred for a whole sheep country no i like sheep i like lamb i don't like whales it's a thing of pointless anyway i digress so basic basically i i think i want france to win this weekend but i can't be certain all right i'm just gonna call it like france to win this weekend i think we should do um I think we should have tried more people, newer people out, newer players, uh, and maybe rested some of the regulars, um, and just blood a few people, you know. We've taken new players into the camp that are doing exceptionally well, and they're not even getting a look on the pitch. What's that about? You know, we finally got Max Malin uh, starting, 
normally he's just like sort of coming on for the last 10-15 minutes for Dalian uh, and I, d I don't think that's fair I think Dalian needs to replace one of the wingers halfway through the match but yeah we'll see we'll see what happens guys um, if you like this or even if you don't tell people that you did um, please subscribe please chat to me find me on Instagram uh, put to me your opinion on what I've said. Maybe I've said some bullshit. Maybe I've said some good stuff. Let's see what happens. Okay. Um, hopefully. You appreciate what I've said. And you think I'm right. Um, if you don't. Make it constructive. And don't just call me a prick. That's my motto. Make it constructive. And don't call me a prick. That's what I'm going to end every single episode on now. Alright guys. Find me on Instagram. Find me on Twitter. Just a rugby fan. My name is Chris Popperwell. Did I even say that at the start? I don't know. Have I fucked up? Does anyone know who I am? I don't think anyone knows who I am. I went incredibly high pitched there as well. Alright guys, this is it. This is me done. 25 minutes in. Uh, much love to you all. Enjoy the rugby this weekend. Uh, I know I'm going to try. Uh, yeah. Give me a shout. Make it constructive. Don't call me a prick. See you later. Peace.